Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. Uh, yeah, so I... <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been talking for 10 minutes about uh, the stuff that we normally record. So I just went ahead and hit record. Welcome to the lockdown, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining the show that's been in progress already. <laughs> uh, so we were just discussing uh, some football stuff for next year uh, and, and where some of these quarterbacks may end up. Because if they can, I think the Eagles are going to move on from Carson Wentz as they've already moved on for, from him for this season. And barring an injury to Jalen Hurts, uh, knock on wood, I don't think Carson Wentz sees the field again for the Eagles. Well, I think the one thing we've learned over the last couple of years is that there are a lot of GMs who are willing to take huge gambles, even if they're bad gambles. But there's – to me, if you look at Carson Wentz from uh, what was their Super Bowl year, 17? Uh, 2017, yes. If you look at Carson Wentz from 2017 and you tell me that there's a chance you can get him, but you have to pay him, you're going to pay him the 35-40s owed or whatever, I would go for it. He was young. He's young, talented, but the fact that he's been – his body is completely beat to crap. And he's looked really bad. He's, he's, you know, I was one of the last people, I feel like, to get off of the Wentz train. And I'm, I'm off of it now because I'm like – Me too. There's, there was just plays that he's like – it's almost – the way I was kind of thinking of it earlier was he's trying to be Superman – but he's more like Robin, you know, like he's still a, he's a superhero, but he's a lower end superhero. He's not Superman. He doesn't have, can't fly. He's not faster than a speeding bullet, you know? So he can't carry the, the, the Fogums and, and wards uh, of the world. He can't. And, you know, I think that that's a big problem, Philly, that they're, they're, kind of trying to get him to to be Superman, and he's not. And the other thing is they don't run the ball, but that's a a story for another day. Yeah. um, I I, It's time for the Eagles to move to Jalen Hurts. I think it's the only thing that could possibly save – He is starting. uh, Right, he is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the only thing that could possibly save both Peterson and, and Roseman. Because if Roseman can say, look, I knew Wentz was not the same player he was anymore. That's why I drafted this quarterback. You've seen him start a few games. Maybe they even win a couple of these games. Maybe he looks good. And he can argue, I, know, I still know what I'm doing. I knew I was a good evaluator of Wentz's talent in our quarterback situation. I made the right move. Let me see it through. Let me put some pieces around him. And Peterson could, you know, basically say the same thing. Hey, look, you've seen I can win a Super Bowl with competent quarterback play. I wasn't getting that out of Wentz. Let me work with Hurts. Let me turn him into, you know, the next superstar. So we'll we'll see uh, if um, Jeffrey Lurie falls for it. Um, but it, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sold that that's not the case. 
because they they put together some winning teams in Philly uh, and, and have kept them competitive for a long time. So it really could just be a string of bad luck, which they certainly had injury luck. Uh, before the season started, I knew they were screwed at offensive line position. So I'm not shocked that um, that they're having uh, some difficult quarterback play, although Wentz, Wentz uh, had uh, a couple of instances where he took a sack and had uh, plenty plenty of time in the pocket for sure. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, we were just kicking around the idea that, uh, you know, the Colts have a lot of salary cap space. Um, GM Chris Ballard knows him from his time in Philly. So it's possible. I think whatever happens, uh, they're going to have to rework that contract a little bit. And uh, I think Wentz is going to have to be realistic that if he's, if Hertz comes in and plays well, you got to assume he's going to be the starter, at least the front runner for the starting job next year. So uh, Wentz may want to look for his ticket out of town uh, to, kind of guarantee him or at least give himself a, a better chance to compete for the starting gig. Oh, I kind of feel like if, if they go with, with Hertz, they have to get rid of him. They have to get rid of Wentz. Yeah. Otherwise every time in Philly, every time you have a bad game, it's going to be a quarterback controversy. Right. And are you really going to have a guy? What is, what's Wentz do next year? Like 35, 40 million, 32 million, 32 million. You're going to have a guy making 32 million holding the clipboard. You can't. Like, you can't. So, I mean, at that point, you're going to take a, a third-round pick or a fourth-round – you're going to take nothing. Okay, here, here is cap hits. Uh, next year, 34.67 uh, – 34.6 31.2 million, 36.2 million, 32 million. Those are his cap hits over the next four years. Good fucking luck. If, if you're going to get him to play like that, the team is absolutely decimated because you won't have any money to surround him with any talent, and you've seen what happens there. So he's, they're going to have to get rid of him or just commit to him. I mean, if, if honestly, if I'm the Colts, I would, I would ask Phil Rivers to come back into the year before I, I went out and got Wentz. That god-awful extension hasn't even started yet. Next year is the first year of the extension. Yeah, Remarkable. I mean, <sighs> Remarkable. All right, let, let's move on to – let's go to our first game here uh, that's about to kick off uh, New England at Los Angeles. Uh, you are the kiss of death for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Uh, you picked them last week. No, they're playing. It's this is the Rams. Uh, it is, but they were playing the Patriots. Oh, you're week. talking about last yeah, week. Okay. Yeah, so you're you're the kiss of death for for Herbert and the Chargers. Um, I, I I said you know I think both of these teams suck, so I'm going to go with the better coach. And uh, I think Belichick could have been playing quarterback for the Patriots last week, and they would have still won that game because what a weird box score and what a just unusual combination of things 45 to nothing the Patriots beat the Chargers last week Cam Newton had 69 yards passing 69 yards 12 of 19 for 69 yards with a touchdown and their leading their leading uh runner only had 80 yards it was I don't think I've ever seen a box score like this and I, when I was breaking a hundred yards, when I saw that, I was like, I wonder, has there ever been a team that scored 40 points and didn't have a 200 yard passer or a hundred yard rusher? They didn't have a hundred yard passer. He didn't even make 75 yards. He averaged 3.6 yards per attempt. Uh, super weird. And, and I got news for you. 
Um, I, I get it. You know, Stidham came on in relief because it was a blowout, but he only had 61 yards passing. He had a total of 126 uh, passing yards and 165 rushing yards. Fucking weird, man. Just just a weird game. Um, but Patriots passers this year have eight passing touchdowns and 13 interceptions combined. Mm-hmm. It's uh, – it's not been pretty, and I got news for you. It ain't getting better any, any better tonight uh, with the um, Los Angeles Rams, uh, their opponent. The Los Angeles Rams lead the NFL in uh, quote-unquote explosive plays, which I think is categorized as a 30-yard or more touchdown. They've only surrendered one 30-yard uh, uh, passing touchdown this, this year. So that's not really what you want when you're a struggling pass offense to, to go up against uh, that and a team that's really found a good pass rush. Cam Newton has more than twice as many rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. Yeah. Definitely and, a, great, a great season <laughs> getting in the end zone uh, running the ball. Yeah. He's got 11, but five passing touchdowns. I mean, he, granted, they don't have receivers. They, they, they don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of stuff. Um, they're going to be without Burkhead tonight. Uh, James White probably going to get a lot of heavy uh, dump-offs. Uh, depending on what site you're at, uh, some of the sites had the over on James White's receiving uh, receptions at two and a half tonight. Uh, he, could, he could go over that in the first drive. I, I just don't see them being able to pass the ball downfield. So I think a lot of dump-offs and without Burkhead tonight, it's going to be all James White. Um, they're going like to run the ball, how, obviously, with, with Harris. but That's how you beat the Rams anyway. With, you have with to. With short, quick passes but i don't i don't i honestly i don't see new england putting that together with this team they might have a good game plan to beat uh the rams but they should give it to somebody else that's going to make some use out of it um so i'm going la here uh they should have saved some of those points from the chargers game yeah tonight. yeah um i was playing against the uh Patriots defense last week in fantasy. Um, so it mm. wasn't, wasn't a, wasn't a fun one. The, the Rams put up 38 points uh, last time they took the field. Uh, I could see this being a game where Belichick takes a uh, cup out of the game because uh, the Patriots secondary is pretty good, but I just, there's zero chance to me that they're able to compete with them from a point standpoint, because I don't think they'll be able to throw the ball downfield. So I'm also going to go with the Rams. Uh, so uh the Patriots are going to go one and one on their LA trip. I was just watching the pregame and they were saying, Oh, when you looked at the schedule and you saw that the, uh, you had the chargers and the Rams back to back week in LA, you're probably like, Oh, this is great. We got a year in, or a week in LA. And uh, then COVID hit and uh, you're trapped in your hotel room for a week. <laughs> so I actually think that could uh, definitely come into play tonight and, and hurt the Patriots because it, it's one thing when you're at home for a week, but when you're, hold up in a hotel and you're playing in the same city two weeks in a row. That doesn't happen very often. No, no. um, 49ers had those back-to-back games, but on the East coast, they had uh, the giants and jets back to back. Yeah. Yep. I remember that was like uh, what week, like two or three or something this year. Yeah. That was uh, was a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. (laughs) That's a rough couple of weeks. Uh All right, let's move on to uh, another team that's having a rough couple of weeks, the Chicago Bears, uh, Houston Texans coming to town. I hate playing the Texans. I hate playing the Chiefs. 
uh, I really hate playing anybody at this point, but those two teams <laughs> specifically, because leading up to the game, all you hear is the nonsense, uh, especially now that Trubisky is the starter again. Uh, you just hear the nonsense, and we, we totally get it. They fucked up. They want a do-over. They're not getting a do-over. Can we just move on? Uh, either one of these two quarterbacks wouldn't have been where they are uh, maybe Watson, uh, but neither one of them would have would have been the player that they are had they ended up in Chicago. So can we just stop pretending like Chicago would have been, you know, 15 and one and gone to then won the Super Bowl? They sure they would have been better. And, you know, with that defense, obviously, they would have been a force. But who the hell knows? Because Matt Nagy, even though he's an Andy Reid disciple, is clearly not Andy Reid. So I just want this narrative to go away. Um, to be honest with you, from a fan standpoint, that's one of the reasons why I want Trubisky out of there. They're still going to talk about it, but I hate hearing it every freaking week. It's, it's really annoying at this point. Um, I think if Watson was on the bears, the bears would be a playoff team. Oh, I, I agree with that. I just uh, don't, I don't think Watson I, would be the Watson that he is now. Well, maybe I, this year, I do. <laughs> maybe this year. Cause they got shit. I, I do. I think with, uh, I think with some of the weapons that, that Chicago has, um, I think he would have he would have made that work. The the running game and uh, offensive line would have been the downfall. They probably team. win the Super Bowl in twenty eighteen. Oh, when they were thirteen and three? Yeah. They might have been fifteen and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, Trubisky had a really good year that year. He, he did. He did. He had a good year. So, um, but it, it does suck because there's two guys who could be – one guy is a definite Hall of Famer. One guy is possible. He's on his way to being a Hall it's of It's crazy Famer. that he's already done enough to be, you know, and we can easily yeah. pencil him in for the Hall of Fame. Right. But it's uh, true. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 hard to live up to that. I mean, it's like the Jets. Uh, the Jets uh, didn't they pick Ken O'Brien before Dan Marino? Mm-hmm. And you know, shit happens. But Dan Marino goes to the Jets. I mean, are they are they going to be? Is he going to be Dan Marino? Right, and that's but, that's exactly what we're talking about here. You know, so I get your point there, and I agree with you. And and, and I feel bad for I Trubisky too. It ain't Trubisky, his damn fault. I don't think Trubisky is as bad as everybody else does. There, there may be. So I, I fully expect a house cleaning uh, in Detroit this year. And I could see a world where ownership's like, you know, he keeps beating us up. He, he may be a decent player. Um, I'd, I'd be willing to bring him back if the new GM wants to. So we'll, we'll have to see. I, I fully expect new coaching staff, new GM uh, in Chicago next year. So the quarterback position hopefully will look a lot different. You know but what he kind of reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of Alex Smith. It's, yeah, it's entirely possible when and somebody just turns him into more of a game manager. Uh, right. he's, he is very athletic. He's quick. Uh, he doesn't make the best decisions. Uh, he's de- certainly gotten way better with his uh, progressions, but uh, you know, still – uh, a long way to go, but the play calling doesn't help him either. I mean, take a look at how they ended that game last week against Detroit. You should be running out the clock. They, they were up 10 points with five minutes left in the game and the ball and they lost. That's coaching. I don't care. Look, I get it. Trubisky would, you know, was a victim of a strip sack. Why you're passing the ball from inside your own 10 
with under two minutes right. to go is fucking and, insane. And with the defense that you have. Yeah. It's not and, like, and they, they weren't good. They were not good on – they've not been good the last two weeks. But um, – but if you need, if you have, if with your offense, if you have the ball inside the ten, and and you need one, you need you need to run the clock out or get a stop. Especially with the Who way Montgomery more- was playing last week, this is his best with- game as a pro. Right, he he did. He had the he had the long run, and but I would still put more faith in the defense getting a a, a stop or even a turnover at the end of the game than that offense moving the ball and changing field. You have to. You have to. That's where you've invested your money. So you got to go, okay, this is the way we built our team. Let's, let's play the game based on the way our team's built. But, no, that, that didn't happen. Um, but they have Houston coming to town, and Houston's in really bad shape also. Uh, they're, they're down, you know, receivers, cornerbacks. They're, they're just a hot mess. So I actually like this matchup for Chicago. I don't want them to win. I every at this point, there's there's no point to win any more games. Um, if they can get the thirteenth pick in the draft with the way the l- wins and losses are falling towards the top of the draft, of those th- first twelve picks, there's probably eight or nine teams that are not going to take a quarterback. So that could end up pretty pretty favorable for them. I really don't want to win any games. That being said, I think they'll probably fuck up and win this game. There's a very good chance, though, that uh, Nagy's lost the locker room completely after these uh, last two losses, especially last week's collapse. The players are starting to talk. You've got Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson liking posts that say, get these guys out of there. They need a real quarterback. Uh, <laughs> it just, it's gone downhill very – I don't want to say very quickly because it's not. I mean, they've lost you know, six games, uh, six of their last seven games. So, uh, actually, they've lost uh, six in a row. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's, it's really a shit show. It, it's all been downhill after the highlight of the season was that Buccaneers uh, win on Thursday night, and then uh, they pulled off the win against the Panthers, and boom, just complete, you know, disintegration. Uh, but I'm going to pick Chicago. I think they're, they're – <laughs> I, I, it's going to be tough for Houston to beat anybody with the, uh, the players they're missing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Chicago in this game also. Um I just I think Houston is is depleted and there's just there's not enough there for Watson. No, but I, I do Watson will probably throw for three hundred yards. You know, if he if he could throw for three forty one against that Colts passing defense. Um, last week, I think he I mean, he made Kiki Kuti relevant again. He had 140 yards receiving last week. I don't know. I'm going Chicago though. Yep. I think I think uh, some of those defensive players may have checked out. Yep. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. It looks like it kind of looks like they're tired of of keeping. I know I said this last week, but it looks like they're tired of keeping the team in the game just to lose. You know. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the Robert Quinn signing looks bad. Uh, the game plans are, are bad defensively. Uh, Chuck Pagano's dropping um, uh, Quinn and, um, and Mack into coverage more than they should be. Uh, that should only be done every once in a blue moon as a, oh, shit, we didn't see that coming, and just a, a 
make the quarterback take an extra second to make their read, right. not a regular part of your defensive base. So just some really bad shit going on there. Speaking of bad shit going on, Dallas and Cincinnati, uh, two, two really bad football teams that are really banged up. Um, I, you know, this is, <laughs> this is one of those games. I mean, do you buy into the Andy Dalton revenge game? I guess so. I mean, Cincinnati's just such a, such a bad football team at this point. Uh, they've only scored uh, two offensive touchdowns in their past two games. Actually, in their past three games, they've only scored two touchdowns. So, no. I'm sorry. One. One touchdown in their past three games. Yeah, they had the kickoff return. Yeah, they had the kick return against the Giants. So, uh, yeah, this is not going to be a team that's going to be able to move the ball, which is good because that's Dallas's weak point is, is anything having to do with their defense. Yeah, I, I think Dallas has a chance to actually look halfway decent uh, this week against Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if Dalton's going to like go berserk on him on Cincinnati or anything like that, but I think he'll do enough to to win the game. You know, if they're smart, they'll just you know they'll give the ball to Zeke and let him rock, and and then they'll be able to. Dalton would be able to, to, to pass the ball, but I don't even think Cincinnati's going to do much against Dallas' defense, which looked horrible. Yeah, they looked really bad. Everybody has been pretty much gobbling up that the, the Ravens read option stuff for the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. And it worked like – they didn't know they ran the read option. There was the, the, the Jackson touchdown run. I don't know if anybody was ever within five yards of them. Yeah, that was and, – and Gus, Ed, Gus Edwards with um, seven carries for 107 yards. Uh, they just absolutely gouged it them like, on It looked the like somebody was playing Madden on rookie. Yeah, you know, 200 – <laughs> 294 yards on the ground for for Baltimore uh, uh, this this past uh, Tuesday night on on a Tuesday night football in in 2020. Yeah, that was that was a shit show, man. Dallas is another team that um, you know they Actually kept saying it. The game off. They kept saying right. it uh, during the broadcast that uh, you know Dak has earned himself a lot of money with this injury because yeah. this team was competitive. Um, and yeah, their defense was a shit show. But um, they were they were competitive and and scoring I don't, points. I don't know how many more wins they would have because they weren't winning weren't stopping with anybody. Yeah. So I don't know how many win how many more wins they would have uh, with with Dak. Um, they probably would have kind of found a way to win enough games that they'd be winning that division right now. I think they would have beat. I think they would have beat Washington both games. Um, they I don't know Washington. Washington was all over their butts on on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, on but Thanksgiving. I, I feel like that this team's checked out already. Um, so I feel like they they could have been, won that game. They could have even beat the Steelers. Let's not forget how close that game was with Ben yeah. DiNucci. Um, they could be. I mean, they could be. They could, probably could have beat the Eagles. Uh, who knows? Could have, should have, would have, but definitely would be a different team taking the field at the very least. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Dallas, Dallas in this one. Uh, let's get on to a game that actually uh, means something. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a good game. This is going to be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the Dolphins are a well-coached team. Uh, my barber's a Dolphins fan. We were talking about not only this game, but about uh, the Dolphins' future because it's pretty bright. They got a lot of draft picks coming up uh, thanks to Bill O'Brien. And um, their defense is playing really well. Uh, Brian Flores looks like the only competent Belichick coaching tree disciple that can win games. Vrabel, of course, but Vrabel was a player. I don't necessarily consider him part of that tree. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this my, Miami's a, is a good young team. I, For me, I think the difference in this game, I think there's two things. One, as good as Miami's defense is, I still think Kansas City will be able to score points on them. Not at will because, um, you know, you, you see what, what um, Denver was able to do to sort of keep that game close. Uh, but I think Spags is going to confuse the shit out of Tua. And I think that that's, that's where the difference comes in. And at some point, Tua is going to make the big mistake. And you're going to have a like a pick six or something that's going to be sandwiched in between two tr- touchdown drives. And just like that, they put 21 points on the board and it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could definitely see something like that happening. But what I would worry about uh, to kind of play devil's advocate is Kansas City keeps getting off to these slow starts. And if Kansas City gets off to a slow start and their defense has been pretty shaky, Miami's a lot better team than Denver. And I know Denver's a division rival, but if Miami – can come out of the gate and score maybe two or three times just right off the bat and catch Kansas City sleeping, they could steal this game because if they get into that where they're up 10 points and then they can say, all right, we're going to kind of try and protect the ball. We're not going to have Tua uh, out here just, you know, firing the ball all over the field and they don't have to play catch up. Miami could uh, steal this one. And I know Pittsburgh would love <laughs> love Miami to steal one from, uh, from Kansas City. So uh, I would not sleep. I'm picking Kansas City, but I would not sleep on Miami. And I won't be surprised if it's a tight one. Yep. Yeah. Kansas City's had some tight games this year. They definitely have. Um, they always seem to pull it off, though. Well, not always, but most of the time. Well, uh, yep, you know, when you let, you let Pat – Pat Mahomes, like, I'll tell you what, I've, I've seen a crazy trend watching Kansas City games. Throws an interception, and then he tells the referee to throw a flag, and mysteriously, here comes a flag. I've never seen anything like this before. It's pretty and then on, the, on that last drive, it was third and 18, mm-hmm. and he gets smacked in the shoulder. Yep. And they mm-hmm. call a personal, personal foul. foul. I'm like, yeah. I understand it's it's Kansas City and and it's Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he's, he's one of the poster children of the NFL. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know that uh, you may not know this? Mitch Trubisky was drafted before Pat Mahomes. I don't know if you were aware of that or not, but was it really? It was crazy. Was it, was it like how many picks was it? Was it, like it was, nine or ten? He picks? was the second. Trubisky was the second uh, pick in the draft. Um, pretty crazy. Hmm. Pretty pretty crazy. Interesting. Anyhow. I'll I'll have to write that down because I 
I, you won't. You it's what's weird is you won't hear anybody talk about it. It just never comes up. It's like even everybody. If they play? Even, even if, if they play. play. Yeah, Deshaun. He went before Deshaun Watson too. It's not. Wow. I'm uh, surprised Pat Mahomes has never made any kind of like gestures about it. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. It's uh, whatever. I guess uh, you you forgive and forget and move on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next up, Arizona at New York. Uh, oh, let's do a little live play-by-play. The uh, Rams are going for it, fourth and goal from the one-yard line, and a Jared Goff QB sneak. Did he cross the line? I don't see a signal yet. There's a signal. Touchdown, Jared Goff. That's not a surprise. Nope. I bet rather him than Cam Akers. I'm playing against him in the fantasy playoffs tonight. Shout-out to Dane, uh, playing Dane in the playoffs, round one of the playoffs there. Almost didn't make yeah. We did not make the playoffs. No. I'm aware <laughs> Got a consolation game. But I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. My wife is, has taken over the team. She, did, she does 90% of the work on the team. And she picked a good team. But we got 20-20. Yep. All right. Yeah, it happened. McCaffrey, we have McCaffrey, Garoppolo, Ertz. Yeah, I mean, the first two weeks we scored 170 points. Yep, and then uh, boom, <laughs> boom. Arizona at New York. Uh, the New York Giants might have their quarterback uh, back under center here. Uh, Daniel Jones went through uh, some sort of a workout after practice today. Uh, the first team reps are going to be split between McCoy and Jones. I. The Giants beating the Seahawks was uh, the biggest uh, upset-wise uh, uh, upset game of this year, uh, money-wise, based on uh, the amount of money that was bet on the Giant uh, on the Seahawks, um, including uh, against the spread too. I think it was ninety-two percent of the money was on the uh, was on the Seahawks. So a lot of people lost a lot of money on this game. I did not see this one coming. I didn't. I mean, you got Colt McCoy out there. I, we just thought that the Seahawks were going to run up the score, but I, I saw it perfectly. I wish I could give credit to whoever said it, but they said the Seahawks are a below average team when Russell Wilson does not play like the MVP. And that's just what it is. Um, they've yeah. not done a very good job um, on defense. They've not done a very good job with their offensive line. They can't really find consistency in their running game. And it's, it's incredible because they have, one of the better receiving cores in football. Uh, they have a good running back. Chris Carson is a good hard-nosed runner that can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's just in the trenches. They just can't get it done. And Carson was back this week. He was. He was. You know, and they, they, they couldn't run. Now, I think the Giants have found kind of a, a groove. I, I don't think they're a great team no. or anything like that. Uh, they're the best team in the East right now. Um, but I, I think the, the Seahawks walked in and, and kind of thought that they were going to be able to walk over the Giants, and, and they couldn't. I think that was most of the problem. But um, I think people are trying to take away some of the things that, that Russell Wilson's doing and saying you're just going to have to beat us with the rest of your team. Their defense isn't very good. Um, their offensive line isn't very good. I think that's half of the problem with them running the ball. It's not Carson. It's, you know, they're not pushing anybody. But um, I, I said the same thing about them last year. I mean, you 
if you're a Seahawks fan, you should be very thankful that Russell Wilson is so durable. Yep. Because if they ever went a five-game stretch without Russell Wilson, they're not winning very many games. So Agree. And shout um, out to James Bradbury for doing a fantastic job on DK Metcalf. Bradbury's really become one of the better corners in the league. Yeah, I was still, I still, was surprised because and they were try they were looking for him. Yep. Yeah, Bradbury's good, man. He's scrappy. He um I, I'm still really kind of surprised that uh Carolina let him go because he he fits in with that youth movement. I mean, he's not exactly an old old corner, but um yeah, I mean Seattle just couldn't stop the run last week and uh and the Giants uh stuck with it and uh uh, Gallman kind of iced that game. But uh, this week, I think they come back down to earth a little bit. Arizona is uh, in a pretty big need of a win right here. Uh, you kept saying, uh, and I agreed with you early on, that they were not as good as their record indicated uh, when they were sitting there at 5-2, and two, and we were just kind of like, it just doesn't feel real. And here they are, 6-6, six and six, third place in the NFC West. And what would you think of that route tree I sent you? I sent uh, I sent Mike a uh, couple of images of the of the route trees that uh, that uh, Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins has run over the past three games. Uh, how would you describe that? Pitiful. Um, you have literally the a top you, you top three receiver in the NFL, and he's ninety eight percent of the time he's running six yard out. You got to get him – you know, if, if he's a guy like, you know, like Debo Samuel, you, you, you get him the ball a lot in screen passes and, and little out routes and slants because he's going to take four-yard passes and he's turning them in. He's getting you seven, eight, nine, ten yards every time. That's not – Hopkins is a, is a technician route runner and you have him running these basic routes. It's like get him out of there. And get him somewhere. It's like you think he's leaving the Texans, and you're like, "Oh, okay, mate. He's going to this new, uh, this this kind of run and shoot type offense." And you know they throw these three yard passes, and they've been doing that all season. And it's and not that upset by it, but they had a couple of games where they were going deep more often towards the beginning of the year. They went deep, uh, tested the jets a lot. Um, and it worked. I mean, Hopkins had like a 40 some yard touchdown reception against them. They've had a couple of deep strikes to Kirk, but Kyler Murray's not been accurate. Uh, he has been jumpy in the pocket and it's just, kind of not working. <laughs> None of what they're doing right now is working. And it is a real shame because Hopkins is, as you mentioned, a superb route runner. He's got probably the best hands of any receiver in the National Football League. And uh, he's running flats and, and, and five-yard outs and curl, just all kinds of weird shit. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a shame. And um, they're in a really tough division, probably the best division in football. So uh, it's uh, going downhill quickly for uh, the Cardinals. But I do like them in this game. I think they need a win. I think they have more talent. Um, gonna pick uh the cardinals to to beat the giants yeah i got arizona also i think uh i think they're gonna try and play um they're gonna try and play murray similar to uh wilson but i don't think they'll be able to box murray in the way they boxed wilson in because wilson 
isn't really looking to run. Murray is, is more than willing yep. to gas you with the 30 or 40 yard run. If you sit back at man coverage, he's going to gas you. As soon as you turn around, he's going to run because he's faster than your linebackers. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the difference. Um, I think uh, defensively, uh, the Cardinals may have some trouble still. The the Giants are having problems executing. Like the the some of the plays that they're drawing up are working. It's the the play, like like they had the ball in, in in the red zone and they were down I think three nothing and Ingram lets one hit right over his hands and it gets intercepted. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that that's ha- that keeps happening to the, the Giants. They can clean some of that stuff up. Um, you know, I think they'll be, they'll be a lot tougher. I think they're going to get into the playoffs. And they can clean something like that up. Uh, they could win a game. I don't think multiple games. But I think if they get a game at MetLife, they could win a game. Um, yeah, I think the Giants finish at six and ten, and I think that may be good enough to get into the playoffs. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna come down to uh, it's gonna come down to them in Washington, I think. Yeah, you know, both both sitting at five and seven right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that, but um, but I still think Arizona wins this game, uh, whether Danny Dimes plays or not. Um, I think Arizona is going to look at what happened to Seattle and say, there's no way we're going to let this happen. And you might be wrong about Joe judge. I might be. I don't think I am, but I might be. <laughs> I, I think they're the, no, the, ben, the beneficiary never... of, of, of playing in the, uh, in the NFC East. Let us not forget. They may have five wins, but three of those five are against the NFC East. Uh, Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Uh, I I don't know how Minnesota's winning these games. Like they, they've deserved to lose. Captain Kirk. Man. Yeah, they've deserved to lose a lot of these games, <laughs> and they somehow pulled off. They should have. The fact that they're even in the game, uh, the Jags are even in the game against them. Uh, although Mike Lennon's looking pretty good. Um, they well, was, except it, for that, he did have that one touchdown pass. That was it. Was a good eight yards short of. Yeah. <laughs> it hit off of two defenders. <laughs> But you know he was he was doing enough. I mean he he had them up um, had them up nine nine six at halftime, and um, yeah I mean he's he's given them the deep ball, at least the threat of the deep ball a little bit. Uh, but Minnesota, uh, Dalvin Cook, thirty two carries for one hundred and twenty yards. <laughs> yeah, again he had one hundred and twenty yards, but man that that average is is crazy. Is uh, under four yards per carry against one of the worst run defenses in the league. Um, Jefferson continues to be a stud for them, and um, you know defensively they just they just suck. They're they're bad enough defensively to make anybody look good. So they they let the Jags hang in this game. Um, Tampa Bay, they're uh, <laughs> they're 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 hanging in there. They've lost a couple of games. They lost uh, two games back-to-back by the, the same score, 27-24. Um, it was a respectable game against the Chiefs. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought the Chiefs were going to be able to put up more on them. 
um, and then losing uh, the uh, the game against the Rams the week before. They're they're at a pivotal point right now, so uh, I, I think uh, Tampa Bay will come out on top at home against Minnesota. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay. Um, I think this is the 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 they've got a kind of a soft part of the schedule. I think they want to cruise into the playoffs and they want to make some statements. So I think this is a game where they try and, you know, uh, probably put up some big numbers against a team like Minnesota, which they definitely could. But I'll tell you what, like, yeah. And you, you talked about Justin Jefferson, this rookie class of receivers is, is going to be dynamic. So deep. They're so deep, man. They, they did not lie before the draft saying that, that this was going to be a deep draft for like every time you look, you're like, Oh, this guy. And yeah. even with CD lamb, the things that CD lamb is doing with, you know, without Dak there, um, just impressive, impressive. But Justin Jefferson looks like, I mean, but we talked about this before. I mean, he just gets open. The, the dude was on, Stoppable, and I know they they kind of took some credit away from him because he was at LSU, and there were so many weapons there. But obviously, it was him that everybody should have been worried about. Yep, definitely. Really, really sucks that he's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're both going Tampa Bay uh, on to Denver at Carolina. Um, Denver hung in there against, uh, Kansas city last week to, uh, to my surprise, I thought this was going to be a game where, um, uh, Kansas city was going to light them up. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they hung in there, uh, really because of their defense, um, offensively, they didn't do anything, uh, to write home about, uh, it was better than the week before when, they, when they had a wide receiver, uh, playing, <laughs> playing quarterback, but, uh, you know, they were able to run the ball. Um, and, you know, just play keep away from them. And I think that is a recipe for success against Kansas City. It's one of the only ways you can beat them because you're not going to win in a shootout and you're not just going to shut down their offense. Um, you, you're, if that's going to be your game plan, you're going to need to get uh, lucky too uh, with, with some turnovers and, and some fluke plays. And that just hasn't happened uh, in, in the Pat Mahomes uh, tenure. So I don't, I don't think uh, that uh, Denver really did all that much other than pound the rock now that being said Carolina is very bad against the run and uh, I think if they stick with the same uh, recipe this week I think they could actually get a win uh, going uh, to Carolina yeah um, I kind of went back and forth with this one uh, but McCaffrey's uh, they say he's, he's very doubtful he's probably not going to play I, I think uh, at this point surprise. they should just shut him down big surprise there right <laughs> um but again, yeah, I mean, between Lindsey and Gordon, I thought Gordon looked pretty good against Kansas City last week. Um, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot on Carolina. I don't think they're gonna put the ball in in Locke's hand at the beginning, but I do think that they'll you know if they get a chance they'll they're gonna they're gonna try and throw on on this Carolina secondary. And uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see. It. Lock and take advantage of a of a bad defense, but I got Denver. Uh, I went back and forth. I had Carolina at first, but I'm going I'm going Denver. Switched it. Uh, I'm going Denver. I think that defense will, will get enough stops against Carolina. 
Yeah. Now let's let's not forget. Um, AJ Boye uh, has been suspended six games due to PED. So I, I think that that is really going to open up some of the passing game uh, for Carolina. Uh, and uh, Carolina also has some some serious COVID issues. Robbie Anderson is the only wide receiver, only starting wide receiver that didn't go on the COVID list this week. Uh, Samuel and um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. There, there other who's their other wide receiver? Um, you got Curtis Samuel and uh, oh god, see name made me forget. Um, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, uh, DJ. D, DJ Moore uh, on, on the COVID list. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. I haven't, I haven't seen too much about whether or not they're going to play, but uh, if they're both out, obviously uh, my, my Denver pick, uh, I feel more confident about, but I, I'm going with Denver. Tennessee at Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee uh, has played a little bit better as of late. I did not see them getting run out the gym early like that on the Browns. They came back. They made it a, they made it a close one and, and uh, lost by a single score. They lost by six points last week. But holy shit, did they make Baker Mayfield look good. <laughs> My man, Baker. Uh, proving to everyone that he is well worth the number one pick in the draft week after week. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, was, I was a little surprised in the second half that Stefanski did not just pound the shit out of Chubb. Me, t- and, me too. It's and, almost and like I'm, he was trying to blow the lead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what is, maybe he doesn't like Baker Mayfield. He's like, go ahead, throw it again, Baker. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, Baker will fuck it up. But um, I, they, they jumped all over Tennessee right from the start. And uh, – Tennessee got punched in the mouth, and they didn't really have an answer for it. No, no, they did not. They, they got Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, that, they they certainly did. No, that's I. You can't really say that because they did wake up and mount some offense towards the end of the game. Well, so did so did so did Nate. Yeah, but he he'd been home for up, three hours. He woke up. He woke up two times. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, Tennessee put themselves in a position last week where they, they had to abandon their best weapon um, because, you know, down down uh, what they were down, which I, I think it was at like 34 to – they were down 38 to 7. So yeah. you can't run the ball down 38 to 7. So they had to abandon Derrick Henry. He, he finishes with only 15 carries, uh, which for him is, is not a lot, uh, only 60 yards on the ground, and they had to air it out, uh, which was good for Tannehill. And uh, Corey Davis had 11 for 182 in a touchdown, but that's not the game that, that Tennessee wants. So that any, anytime you can force a team to do something that is not in their makeup and not in their strategy and what they want to do, uh, it's a good thing. But this week uh, they get the Jaguars, and I – Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry have both owned Jacksonville uh, in their careers and coming off of a game like last week, I think this is uh, just going to be a feast for, for both of those two. Yeah. uh, Tennessee should come out and, and want to absolutely demolish somebody. And they're really, there aren't too many better opponents that they could have this week than Jacksonville. Um, AJ Brown's got he, he dropped like three passes like 
open passes uh, last week. He's got to be better than it that. It almost looked like he checked out after they were down a little bit early on. He did get hurt. He did. He did he, yeah, he did tweak his ankle on, okay. on a play. He was, it was a play he wasn't even really involved in. He just took like a, a bad step. And I think that may have bothered him because, you know, anybody who's ever twisted their ankle, it does affect your entire body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could have had something to do with it, but he definitely missed some, some big time plays and he still had a good, he still had a good game stat wise, but uh, they need him to play a little bit better than that going down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, on the Jacksonville side, losers of 11 in a row. Um, they come out with that stunning win That's it? against the, the against reason, the Colts. The only reason that they're, they're, they're Losing streak is at eleven is because they've only played eleven games. <laughs> no, they they beat the Colts week one. Oh, they beat the Colts week one. That's right. Yeah. How the fuck? That there goes happened? that joke. There goes I, that joke. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see. I don't see much of a chance for for them to win this game. Uh, I've got Derrick Henry in fantasy uh, in the playoffs this week. I need. Uh, I need one of those two hundred yard three touchdown games out of him because I'm currently getting gouged by Cam Akers, who I drafted and held on to almost the entire season. Uh, just enough time uh, for Dan to pick him up and uh, and play him against me. Flashbacks. Alvin Kamara uh, all over. I again. know. I know. I knew you were going to say that too. <laughs> Flashbacks of Kamara where I drafted him and held him until like, I don't know, it was like week seven or eight. And then, uh, and then I said, I can't wait anymore. And I dropped him. And then he came back to beat me in the playoffs. So hopefully that doesn't happen with Akers. Uh, but Akers is off to a really good start. Just uh, gouging uh, the uh, Patriots defense as, uh, as LA's taking a 10, nothing lead. Uh, but uh, back, back to the games here. Uh, so we're both picking Tennessee Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas is one of those teams that uh, I, I just can't figure out. You know, they get blown at they they lose to the Chiefs in the rubber match. Uh, the Chiefs extract their revenge. Then they get blown to to shit and back by the Falcons, and then almost lose to the Jets last week. They really did. Own- they should have lost. They should. They the fucking Greg Williams. You gotta love. Gotta love Doctor Heat. He he brings brings the all out zero blitz on a play where only a Hail Mary touchdown beat you <laughs> and it doesn't work. It gets picked up. Derek Carr exactly was- what you need. The, the exact defense that you need. He gave them. Yep. <laughs> he put, he put the fastest guy in the NFL in one-on-one coverage on a play that you, he's, you know, he's going to run yes. a, a nine route. You know, it. <laughs> you could have drawn the route on the field. Um, it was so predictable and he just did not give a fuck and wow what a game for for Darren Waller 13 receptions for 200 yards Um, maybe on his 14th reception they would have figured out that they were trying to go to him uh, quite a bit and they could have shut him down but uh, they they couldn't survive that long Uh, the the Jets apps you know I heard people saying well they were obviously trying to lose that game clearly not because they fired him after that so they should have given him a promotion to head coach because with those type of decisions, they can ensure an 0-16 season and cement an <laughs> overall pick. Uh, but, uh, you know, onto the Raiders, they're, 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 they're starting their late-season collapse. They absolutely are. Um, they should yeah. have lost to the Jets. They, they're, they're just they're falling apart. And, uh, you know, Indianapolis is a team that uh, I constantly want to lose. You know, I, I typically uh, – don't root against the Colts. They do have a lot of likable players, but I, I'm 
not a Philip Rivers fan, but uh, I think they're 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 starting to sort of come into their own. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is is starting to run the ball uh, pretty regularly. Uh, they're still not feeding him like I think they should, um, and honestly, their run blocking still hasn't been uh, what it should and could be. But um, you know, in this game against the Jet or against the Raiders, uh, I think the Colts are going to come out on top here. Uh, I think the Raiders will continue their uh, their shoddy play down down the stretch. Yeah, I got Indianapolis. Um, I said last week I can't see Gruden allowing the Raiders to collapse, and then they have that shit show against the Jets uh, last week. Yeah. I wasn't surprised to see Darren Waller uh, shred them up because tight ends have been destroying mm-hmm. uh, the Jets all Every, season. Everybody's been destroying the Jets all season. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was bummed at first when when Kittle didn't get to play against the the Jets, but uh, Jordan Reed ended up having like two touchdowns. He had yeah. a big game against them. Um, but yeah, they've been the Jets are bad all over the place. And the the coaching's bad. The play is bad. I and I tell you what, if I hear one more rumor about Sam Darnold coming to San Francisco, <laughs> I'm gonna blow up the internet. <laughs> I'm like, who? Why would we want? Like, I understand if you're not happy with Garoppolo, that it's fine. But why would you? want Sam Darnold. It's not a Who, roster that you want to project quarterback for. It's not no, a roster you want to take a shot on no. a quarterback. If, if, if you're going to switch, you have to switch to a guy who is proven. Who, like, if, if, they, if they said, all right, I want to win this year and maybe next year, and they went out and got like a Matt Ryan, because mm-hmm. they thought Matt Ryan, you know, he, he had his best season. He had an MVP season yeah. in this offense. I wouldn't love it, but I would understand. Yes. Yeah, that would you make know, more if, sense than the Darnold. Unless they're going to bring them both in and, and, you know, have Darnold learn under Ryan and let him sit a year. Right. Or, you know, if they did something really crazy, like gave up some draft picks and got uh, Watson. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that either. No, I'm sure you wouldn't. <laughs> I would uh, so, wouldn't. So, the aforementioned awful uh, New York football Jets uh, are are playing Seattle this week. Uh, I, I don't think the Jets win another game. I mean, we've been saying that since week one. Uh, I shouldn't say another game. I don't think they win a game. Um, and You know uh, why they haven't won a game? You know? <laughs> I can use my joke on the Jets. Go ahead. Why haven't they won a game? Why, why have they lost 12 in a row, Mike? Because they've only played 12. Oh, 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 I see what you did there. Um, and it, it's, it's a tough matchup for them uh, against the, uh, the Seahawks, who uh, we talked about earlier had a disappointing uh, loss last week to their, uh, the Jets counterpart in New York, the Giants. Uh, they're they're going to get picked apart here. I'm going Seattle in this one. This game does not need a lot of analysis. Uh, Seattle is, is, should have the same mindset as like Tennessee. And they've got the, the perfect opponent to, to beat up on. It's kind of like when, uh, you know, my older brothers would lose at something, maybe lose a game at the park or something, and then they just come home and kick the shit out of me. 
that's that's kind of what the, the the Jets are this week. They're the little brother that is going to uh, to take this ass whooping. Yep, there's not going to be much and they can do about it. There's nothing they can do about it. It's gonna it's gonna get ugly fast, and I think Pete Carroll's the kind of dude that is gonna he's gonna be like, I need to to get the morale back here. Now you need to get the mojo back. I'm going to run up the score. You know, he might be, he might be throwing in, you know, maybe 40 to nothing fourth quarter. He's throwing 60 yard passes. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Pete's above it. No, I, I don't either. All right. Green Bay at Detroit. Uh, Detroit's a shit show. Uh, they should have lost last week. Uh, they were outplayed almost the entire game. Uh, and, uh, if Matt Patricia was uh, still their head coach, they would have lost this one too. They're banged up. Uh, they're without – oh, what an interception. And New England is going to take a pick six. Um, surprise, well, surprise. Yeah, this was this was more of a, uh, a great play by the DB on this one. Let's see if this one stands because it was kind of a bang-bang play, so it was hard to see if he actually caught it or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, Detroit's uh, without Galladay. Uh, they're without uh, Swift. Oh, this is a weird fucking play. I've never seen uh, – he's going to be down by contact if the interception stands. Yeah, that's going to stand. So uh, Woods caught the ball, and then it almost looked like he was handing it off to the DB, and the DB just took it from him as he was falling to the ground. Um, oh, man, this is going to be a tough one. Definitely not going to be a touchdown, though. Um, well, the Rams shouldn't have anything – shouldn't have much to worry about. What is Ken? Two for four for five yards so something, far? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah, I think that's good. Oh man, I don't. This if, is a, if he was if he was born in Sparta right now, they would throw him over the cliff. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> uh, we could definitely file Cam under the uh, players I was I, right I, about this I year. Hate to, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, Detroit's Detroit's banged up. Um, they're they really don't have much to play for. They, you know, technically still in the playoff hunt, but they're not a good football team. And, um, you know, they, they, they have injuries and uh, the talent pool is not real, real deep to begin with over there. Uh, Green Bay loves to beat up on uh, lesser teams in the division. I know. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Green, Green Bay will come in uh, to Detroit and, yeah. uh, and manhandle them. Uh, Aaron, they, Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers is that type of dude that – but I feel like that's the mentality you have to have in games like this. Like, I want to prove to you why – you're who you are and why who we are. We are who we are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and, you know, and it's crazy because I feel like this shows you how good Aaron Rodgers is. Like, you know what they're going to they – don't, they don't do anything to me that's like, oh, you know, this, this game plan is just ridiculous. I re- the, their game plan is really the, – The play design designs never wow you. Uh, no, there's no trick plays. There's no surprises. No. It's just execution. And that's Aaron, the thing. You know, I, I was reading somebody was saying uh, on Twitter, it was one of these, one of these uh, idiot uh, Twitter meatballs that, uh, that thinks they, they know everything. And they said, you know, you, you, the Bears could have uh, Patrick Mahomes and they would still be five and seven because, you know, you can't mask the deficiencies on the roster. Wrong. Green Bay's roster top to bottom is not as good as Chicago's but they have an elite quarterback and you're right. always going to be in, in the hunt. 
quarterback is by far the most position, uh, most important position uh, in football. And I think that, um, you know, maybe the most single, single most important position in all of sports, uh, because it really can uh, mask some deficiencies and, and uh, right. uh, keep, if, uh, keep teams competitive. If they don't, if, if people don't believe it, you can look at the last few years with Green Bay and, that has been all Aaron Rodgers. And when yeah. Aaron Rodgers got hurt, look what happened. Yep. They completely fell apart. They were not competitive. But Aaron Rodgers is – this is the best I've seen Aaron Rodgers play since before he got the – what did he get, the, the collarbone injury a couple of years ago? Yeah. He, and I, I, I never felt more disrespected for Aaron Rodgers than last week. I saw him – he was in the pocket. And the pocket collapsed, and he just kind of backpedaled like another three steps and fires a dart over the middle, like another 30, 40 yard pass. You've seen it a million times. Mm -hmm. And they said, Oh, looks like Pat Mahomes. (laughs) Whoa. Now, Pat Mahomes is great. I'm not going to deny he's not great. He's got a rocket arm, stupid haircut, and everything. (laughs) But Aaron Rodgers has been doing that since Pat Mahomes, before Pat Mahomes was in high school. Yeah. He's been doing that at a professional level. So I understand you're an announcer and you just kind of have to say things, but I would have corrected myself if I said that. <laughs> and maybe I would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was, it Nick, was it Nick Wright? <laughs> I have seen Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes looks like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Not the other way around. Speaking of a quarterback. I know you're not going to give Aaron Rodgers that many props. No, no. We're, as a so. matter of fact, we're going to move right on to the next game. Uh, <laughs> a quarterback who is neither Pat Mahomes nor Aaron Rodgers, Taysom Hill, uh, in likely his last start uh, this season and maybe ever, uh, goes to, <laughs> to Philly uh, to face Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what, did, what did you think of, of Hertz? I know it was very limited action, but uh, what, what, I know you, you know quite a bit about Hertz and you've watched him a lot, but what did you think uh, of the, the, uh, the limited uh, action we saw out of him last week? He threw 12 passes. He played the whole second half. Um, he, he, he looks the same, honestly. Like some of these passes that you think he's going to make, he's, he's – he, he misses sometimes. His, his arm just did not look good to me last week. And and then he'll go and like the the play where he rolled out and and threw that pass, the, the touchdown pass. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great play. Yeah, but it's like you get him to to drop back on like a, a four step drop and and hit a slant pass, and sometimes he'll fire it at the guy's shin. You know, there was you know several times when you know. He had like CD Lamb like wide open, and I think it was Kansas State last year. This is like a five-yard pass. This is right after he had thrown like a six-yard pass to like the two-yard line. A beautiful pass. CD Lamb wide open. Nobody within ten yards of him. And neither was the ball. <laughs> and I mean, and he just fired a rocket at him. Like, it, it, it was a pass anybody who's been playing football up to fifth grade could have made, you know. And I feel like those are the passes that he'll, he'll, he could miss. 
but he's so athletic that he can make some really great plays. And I think he'll give Philly a couple of wow plays the rest of the season. Um, whether or not he's a good quarterback uh, going forward, I think it all depends on whether he it, – it, they keep saying it's a lot of his mechanics, you know, because he's, he's uber athletic. But mm-hmm. if, um, if he cleans that stuff up, you know, he, he reminds me of McNabb, not just because he's big and black. <laughs> yeah, but, I, don't, I don't know that he has the arm strength that McNabb had. Uh, he's uh, got a rocking arm. Man. Yeah, I mean – uh, you would know better than me. Oh, Cam, Cam just threw a pick six. What a horrible throw that – what an absolutely horrible throw that was. That was disgusting. He's, he's – this dude's cooked. Um, <laughs> I, I think Jalen – I think Jalen Hurts, you, you know better than me. I wasn't in, impressed with what I saw last week. And now I watched some, some in Oklahoma. Uh, but I think this first start, uh, Lewis Riddick said he, he expects it to get ugly. I, I think it will too. I think New Orleans is going to blitz the shit out of him. New Orleans is a good pass defense. Um, they know how to put the pressure on uh, opposing quarterbacks. And uh, they're going to run the ball and they're going to blitz the shit out of them. And, you know, I, I think, uh, God, what the fuck? Where was he throwing that ball? 70 yard uh, pick six. Um, I, I don't, I don't think uh, Philly has a shot in hell at winning this game. Uh, I think it's a, a rough game uh, to be his first start. I think last week was was good to get him some um, some field time. You know, a game where there's zero expectations and you're getting blown out uh, by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And you know that even if you're able to put some points on the board, you're really not going to be in this game because they could just turn it on. Uh, not sure um, starting uh, against the Saints is is the game that you want. Uh, you got Cardinals next week, Cowboys. Maybe, maybe those would have been a couple of better starts for him, but uh, you know what? You got to find out what you have sooner rather than later. So uh, yeah. it, it's time, young buck. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely picking the Saints in this game. I'm I'm going New Orleans also, but there's a quarterback on the other side in New Orleans who's a very similar guy to to Hurts, mm-hmm. and Philly's defense has has come up strong against some good quarterbacks. I think they could, you know, they could give Taysom Hill some problems. I haven't been overly impressed with, with Taysom Hill. No. Um, he, he, his, 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 his numbers don't look bad as far as, like, being, like, 20, you know, he's, like, 21 for 28 or whatever. But he's not – it's not like he's 21 for 28, 340 yards. Yeah. You know, and with that offense – you know, you should be able to step in there and, and put up a lot of yards with those receivers. So he hasn't overly impressed me. Um, I think what, uh, with the, as far as this being his last start, I don't think so. I think New Orleans is going to sell high. And I think they're going to trade him to somebody. And, uh, you know, he's going to be somebody's starting quarterback. I don't know if you can sell high based on what you've seen so far. I don't know. I think just just the fact that they've won some games and and when you go when they go back and look at his stats, then you know they'll be like, oh, you know, and and people love Taysom Hill. Yeah, they yeah. do for some reason. I don't know why. Look, I mean, he's uh, he's uh, it's a good running back, <laughs> but uh, heck of an nice, H. Nice gadget player, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, uh, Atlanta 
at Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, the the Falcons are not a good football team, and they cannot move the ball unless Julio Jones is healthy. That's I just think the the bottom line. Uh, Julio Jones has to be on the field, and it's Matt Ryan is not capable. He's He's been so inefficient been without without Julio Jones on the field, man. I mean, to 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 go nineteen of thirty nine last week is just that's. You're a veteran quarterback. You've got to be more efficient than that. You you got to got to complete some passes. You got to know when to take the checkdowns. Um, he's constantly looking for the deep ball, and without Julio beating everybody like a drum. Uh, but did you see that catch that Calvin really made in in the uh, in the game? I think it was. Um, I don't know if it was the first half, but he made this amazing catch where uh, Ryan uh, hit him down the sideline. He was absolutely blanketed, and the corner had no idea that he even caught the ball. It was just a, a hell of a catch. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan's receivers have been bailing him out his whole career. Cam Newton's two of five for six yards with a pick. Not a surprise. Yeah, um, yeah. So the uh, the Falcons. Um, and, and the Chargers. Uh, this game probably going to be uh, a bit of a shootout, to say the least. Um, you know, I think last week is a game that you you would love to just say, hey, you throw that out last week if you're the Chargers. But they've lost games in weird ways for the past five years. Uh, I thought that it was Philip Rivers. Uh, it was um, who was their coach before that? Munchak was it? Was was it Munchak that was their their coach before? Yeah, before Anthony Lynn. Um, and it was just just weird ways they would lose these games, um, but they're still continuing to find weird fucked up uh, things to do to to lose football games. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure who I. I, I guess I'll go with uh, I'll go with Justin Herbert and and the the Chargers in this one because uh, I I just have no faith in the Falcons to to win any games uh, and. Sooner or later, like you said, the Falcons are, are the uh, the Chargers are bound to win one of these uh, screwed up games. So uh, why why not this week? Let's go Chargers. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to give them the kiss to death again, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to I'm going to go uh, L.A. I, I think uh, Herbert has a big game. Um, you're right. Probably Atlanta's probably going to score some points also. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the game that Herbert doesn't make the big mistake and they pull it out. That's like, yeah, could I, be. I think I've said that more times than Chris <laughs> Berman picked the Bills and 49ers to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your Niners, they've got uh, Washington coming to town. This, this might be the first game that we, uh, we oppose on. Um, I don't know. Might, might, might not. Might not, might not. Uh, the the WFT, the Washington football team, uh, coming off of a huge win uh, against the previously undefeated Steelers. You've said it all year about the Steelers. They play down to the competition, but Washington is really starting to click. Uh, oh, that was not a pick. Wow, that happened really quickly. Uh, I thought Cam just threw another pick. Um, I, got, I just get confused when he throws to the right colored jersey. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Washington really uh, stuck to their game plan. Even if it wasn't working, they were not able to run the ball, but but they continued to pound the rock. Peyton Barber ended up the leading rusher with 14 carries for 23 yards. 
Um, it's going to be a little tougher uh, this week without Antonio Gibson. Uh, he is out this week, but uh, McKissick and uh, Barber will be sharing those duties. And McKissick is a, is a big time receiving threat out of the backfield. Uh, Logan Thomas has been a really good weapon. Alex Smith loves his tight ends. Um, and he certainly, uh, he certainly has a good rapport with, with Thomas, and their defense just keeps getting better and better. Uh, this is a very good young defense. They, they rush the passer. Uh, they're, uh, they're good against the run. Uh, they, they held the, the Steelers to um, uh, Anthony McFarlane was their, their leader, leading rusher with uh, 15 yards. Uh, so the, the defense is getting better and better. Uh, on the Niners' side of the ball, Mike, give me, give me a little analysis. Where, where are the Niners at this point in the season? You know, I was I was riding high on on San Francisco going into last week. I really thought that they were going to beat Buffalo. I thought that they would be able to um, to force Josh Allen into uh, some mistakes, and they did get some mistakes. They got the interception called back, and they had the fumble, and they had the goal line stand. Um, but I think the biggest the biggest problem uh, with with them was Richard Sherman could not stop Stefan Diggs. And then when Varek got on him, he couldn't stop him either. They just couldn't, they couldn't guard him. They, they couldn't guard him in man. Couldn't, couldn't stop Beasley. Can't stop oh. Cole Beasley. Well, I mean, I, I kind of thought that that might be a problem. Because, the, the Niners have had problems against slot receivers all year. Well, and the main reason is K1, when yes. Kwan Williams is playing, he locks the, the slot up. He's one of the best slot corners in, in football, but he's been hurt all season. Mm-hmm. And then Jamar Taylor came in and he actually had been playing pretty well. He, you know, he had a couple picks against new England, you know, and nobody gets picks against new England. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he, he actually has been playing really well. And then uh, he tore his ACL uh, two weeks ago. So that's a, is that the down, Niners' first injury this year? One of them, yeah, yeah. one of them. One bound, of them bound to happen sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, then they, you know, you, you've got a practice squad guy guarding Cole Beasley, and he's eating them alive. So that that hurt, and I think it got San Francisco out of their their game plan a little bit. They wanted to they wanted to pound the ball, and the offense moved the ball really well. Um, I thought one of the, the, the big problems in the first half was uh, they were not getting the ball to, uh, to Samuel. They weren't getting the ball to Samuel. And, uh, you know, you could tell there, there were plays that they were setting up for him. Mm-hmm. And they just they, – they weren't giving him the ball. The first time he got the ball was like late in the second quarter. And it was uh, – they lined him up in the backfield, handed it off to him. And then he didn't touch it again until uh, towards the end of the third quarter. And then he ends up with like six catches for like 80 yards. But uh, I saw, I saw an amazing stat. I don't know if you saw this. Um, It was uh, passing yards in the first 13 starts. Did you see that graphic? No. So it was – I think it was the most passing yards in fir- first 13 NFL Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Nick Mullins, he has, he has yeah. the third most. Third most of all time. In his first 13 starts. Yeah, it was um, Mahomes, Mahomes is number one. Uh, I forget who was number two. It's somebody current. 
I can't remember who it was, but number th- number three was Nick Mullins, um, and he was about uh, 500 yards shy of Mahomes, um, which is which is a stat in and of itself. Um, I do have a little bit of breaking news here. It's not sports related, but uh, I would be remiss if we didn't call this out. Um, Tommy Tiny Lister, aka Debo, has passed away at the age of 62. Wow, really? 11 minutes ago, while while we recorded. Uh, he he passed away. I don't see uh, a cause of death. Uh, I guess they're not uh, him really announce it, but um, man, fuck twenty twenty. Jeez, Zeus, mm. Zeus, Zeus. Um, rip him. <laughs> the corner is at the home as we speak. Uh, no word yet on cause of death uh, from, of course, uh, TMZ. Because where where else <laughs> would would you get that info from? But, and that's we, you know, I hate that. Um, you know, the, if the coroner is at the house, there's family that doesn't even know yet. A hundred percent. And now, and now, two assholes doing a podcast uh, all the way across the country <laughs> know about it. Yeah, it's right. uh, that, that's that's a shame. I mean, look, it's what happened. Um, you know, with Kobe and you know the the uh, the cops. I guess were uh, you know got in trouble for taking pictures. But anyway, Rip Depot. Uh, so, so you said Debo and, uh, I just, I'm scrolling through my timeline here, um, looking for that, uh, graphic that I saw on the passing yards and I see Debo. I'm like, Oh, it's funny. He just said that. And I clicked on it and it's not that Debo. <laughs> have you, have you seen the picture of, of, uh, there's a, a graphic of Debo Samuel and they have him like on Debo's bike, like riding through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty cool. If I was a thirteen year old kid, or if my wife let me, I would I would have that as a poster <laughs> in my room. Nice. Um, all right, so I'm I'm gonna go Washington in this one. Uh, how about you? I'm gonna go San Francisco. I think um, you know there's just there's a lot of stuff against San Francisco right now. They're they're living in a hotel and you know they're playing their home games in Arizona. Uh, they they faced still, more adversity. I, I I really can't remember yeah. this much of a fucked up season for an NFL team. But I, I still I think that I don't think Alex Smith will be able to 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 really decimate the the Forty ers defense the way uh, yeah the Alex Smith revenge game. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to do it the way Josh Allen did. Um. Hey, maybe it's the Trent Williams revenge game. There was, uh, I was actually just looking at that, uh, you know, uh, some quotes from Trent Williams about how he doesn't uh, hold any grudges against uh, Washington. Well, now that he's out of there, he doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) But I think they'll get back to, uh, you know, that, that, that nice balance and, and the short, quick passes and trick plays. They didn't really run any of their, their gadgety stuff, like the jet sweeps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, against Buffalo, I think they'll they'll get to that with uh, Washington. Try and keep like Washington's uh, rushers uh, at bay. I think you'll see them throw. You know, I think they'll play them a lot like they played the Rams and dealing with uh, Donald and some of those pass rushers. I think they'll try and get like Debo on the edge, Moster on the edge, uh, and Ayuk. I mean, this kid. Yeah, I, I get it. I'll tell you what, if, if not for anything, 
And this season, you know, like I, I think the 49ers, if they want to get to the playoffs, they have to win the rest of their games. And they might get in at nine and seven. But if they want to uh, to to go anywhere, or or even if they don't, I think knowing that they have some of the weapons that they have coming in the next year is huge. Yeah. Um, it seems Ayuk he he kind of gives me like a, a Fitzgerald kind of vibe. You know, he's kind of wiry and strong, and he breaks tackles and. He just seems to keep getting open. And did you see the pass he had, the long pass down the sideline? No. He did like a, a 360 pirouette to, to catch the ball. Nick Mullins threw a pretty bad pass. But he, he, he had it. If Nick Mullins throws a good pass, it, it's an easy touchdown. But uh, he, he had some really good plays. Debo, you know, you know we, we know what Debo is, and we know what you have in, in Kittle. But um, only two of those guys are playing this week. But yeah. I think I think they'll still keep hope alive. There's a lot I'm to waiting. be optimis- uh, optimistic, optimistic about it in San Francisco, no doubt. Yeah. All yeah. Right. And I and personally, I think Garoppolo is going to come back next year. And I think uh, I, I mean, think they get back to winning. Do, do you think they have some durability questions about him at this point? Because he's had a lot of injuries. Well, yeah, he has. Even even when he was in New England, he had the, yeah. he had that knee injury. Um, but then he tore his AC, and then he tears his ACL, and then he has a healthy season. Uh, I mean, some of these, I guess, are you could consider like the. And even anybody. if they're not, even if they're not worried about like, hey, okay, maybe this guy's not injury prone. He's had some bad luck, and you know, these some of these injuries can happen to anybody. Um, but did they start thinking, okay, he's not injury prone, but these injuries happened? And uh, they're going to start to take his toll on his body, and maybe he's just not going to be the same quarterback. That could have yeah. that could be playing into what's happened to Carson Wentz as well. Let's not forget that he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Like the, I the said, fear, his body is, his the fear body of that. Is yeah, the fear of that happening to Garoppolo's got to be in the back of their mind somewhere. So. Yeah, I think so, and especially with and, but. The thing is, the 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 way, his contract is. It's not like they have to get out of it this year. You know, if they – pretty much any year from now on, I think he has three years left. Any year from now on, he, they can get out of it. Um, so, I, I, I think he'll be back. Uh, I think they're, they're like 22 and 7 with him or 22 and 8 with him. And I think they're 5 and 14 without him. Mm-hmm. You know that makes a difference for sure. Pittsburgh, uh, but Buffalo, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Pittsburgh coming off the uh, the heartbreaking loss to Washington. Uh, I think it's a good thing for them that they lost that game. I mm-hmm. don't think the uh, additional injury that they uh, suffered to Spillane in that game. I don't think that's a good thing for them. Their linebacking core keeps uh, keeps sustaining these injuries. Um, you know, everybody protect T.J. Watt. Let's say a prayer, prayer for him because they're, they're dropping like flies the last two games for Pittsburgh. Uh, they got uh, headed to Buffalo uh, for uh, the Sunday night game. This is going to be a good game. Uh, I do think that um, 
Buffalo isn't for me with without without Spillane there and and losing Bud Dupree, um, the goat, uh, the week before. I think the big concern for me with Pittsburgh is uh, you know uh, protect stopping the run and also you know um, you know just. Uh, moving down the line of next man up, eventually you start to get to guys who you you really don't have that much faith in. So I don't know who's, do you know who's stepping in for, uh, for Spillane this week? Uh, I believe it's probably going to be, what's his name? The guy they got from the jets. They traded uh, Williams. Is it Avery, Avery Williams? Avery Williams. Yeah. They yeah. traded for him. And, Avery Williamson, uh, yeah. and Spillane was just playing really well, mm-hmm. but they, they, originally traded for him to replace Bush. So I think he'll be the guy. Okay. But I think the difference in, in this game for Buffalo versus last week with San Francisco is San Francisco had zero pass rush. I mean, Josh Allen had for – he did have forever to throw. He had no – every time they, they got a little bit of pressure on him, they forced him into doing something uh, bad. Yeah. And – one of the things that this Pittsburgh defense does as good as just about everybody in the league right now is put pressure on the quarterback and they put pressure on on the quarterback from the inside and from the outside. So with to it coming from the inside and Watt coming off the edge and the throw blitzes uh, with the D backs, um, I think Josh Allen's going to have a little bit harder time. And I think, Pittsburgh's offense will get back on track uh, this week. Buffalo's defense did not look good to me. They're, they're, the step back that their secondary has taken is, is one of the things this year that I can't figure out. It's right up there with the, uh, the Colts offensive line. Um, I don't I, – it's hard to take a 9-3 and three team and say I don't think they're as good as their record indicates because we're getting to the point where we start to sort of know what these teams are. Um, but, you know, Buffalo – is a team that I, I feel like when you can uh, pressure Josh Allen, he's going to do some dumb shit. Uh, and uh, like you said, Pittsburgh's a, the team to do that. Their, their running game's been okay. Uh, they haven't really asked him to do a whole heck of a lot uh, this year. And, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have a, any – at this point, I think they're – who's got the – yeah, Devin Singletary's leading the team in rushing at 544 yards – um, this season. So they really haven't been able to run the ball effectively, which puts a lot of pressure on Josh Allen. Um, and it's, this is not a team where you're going to want to do that. So I think if, obviously if it turns into a shootout, I like Buffalo a little bit more uh, because, um, you know, Pittsburgh just uh, hasn't really been able to do that uh, very well this season. Um, you know, a couple games early on, you know, the game against the Eagles uh, come, come to mind. And then of course the game against the Bengals where they ran the score up on them. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to keep this, uh, on the low, lowing score, low scoring, uh, end of things. And, uh, I do like Pittsburgh, especially coming off a loss. I don't see them losing back-to-back games. Yeah. I got Pittsburgh. Uh, and I told the wife, I said, I said, look, we'll get Washington for you. You guys get Buffalo for us. (laughs) There you go. All right. Last game, Monday night football. The struggling Baltimore Ravens go to the thriving Cleveland Browns. It's still hard for me to believe that that uh, it's hard for you to say that, it, isn't it? it? It's hard for me to believe <laughs> that uh, Cleveland is um, is is playing as well as they are. Uh, but uh, they're they're hanging in there, uh, and they're. Getting- I can't believe 
I can't believe that neither one of us saw that Cleveland was going to be good this year. <laughs> well, um, I think you did. Um, you know, look, we, we both liked a lot of their moves. Uh, we, I, th- I thought it was the right thing to do for them to uh, make Mayfield prove it. Um, and he still had some major question mark games. Um, I, I don't know that he's really, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, sort of changed anybody's mind. Um, he's had some real stinkers uh, this year uh, of, of games. I mean, you know, the uh, the Raiders game comes to mind, you know, where they only put up six points. And, well, I mean, he's he's had some games, but they have played like five games in really bad weather. Yes. Oh, they, they, had, a, they had a streak there. It was really, really super weird. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. They've really found their, their stride since uh, – since Beckham got hurt, and it makes you makes you wonder. It about, makes you wonder, right? Yeah, it does. Whether it's chemistry or whether it's the pressure of getting him the I, ball because he just I doesn't want to his mouth. Or, I mean, that's what I said. I, I thought that it was more he was trying to to make sure he got Beckham involved in the game and involved in the game early, and it didn't let it just you know flow and come to him. Uh, and now, like you saw in, in Baker's rookie year, when they didn't really have a lot, they had Njoko and that, you know, and, and Landry. And Baker was just throwing the ball all around the field. He was finding an open player and he was hitting him. That's what he's doing now. You know, it's like, okay, this guy's here, this guy's here, and he's just going through it. And it's not, I got to make sure I get Odell the ball. Yeah. Yeah, it, could, it certainly could be. Uh, but whatever it is, they've been better now. Baltimore, on the other hand. So let's talk about this Dez thing a little bit. Uh, just before kickoff in warm-ups, uh, Dez Bryant uh, pulled off the field and they asked him to retest for COVID because uh, I guess his, his uh, game test was inconclusive. And then he tests positive. They make him sit out the game against his former team, the Dallas Cowboys. He was super pissed. In fact, he tweeted out that he was – he was uh, sitting out the rest of the season because he couldn't deal with this anymore. Uh, and that was on for a Tuesday game. Here we are on Thursday, and he tested positive, uh, tested negative this morning. So it was a false yeah, he said, positive. He's had two negative tests. I'm, I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones had something to do with this. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I have a hard time faulting the NFL because you're in a no-win situation with this entire year and all the protocols and everything that they have to, to, to – um, to, to adhere to, to, to keep everybody safe. But that yeah, being you have said, to err on the side of caution. Yes, I agree with that. But that being said, I think it's fair to say that they messed this one up. I don't think they did. I, you know, I mean, in hindsight, yes, because he's, he's negative. But if, if he has a positive test, you can't – I mean, you can't have him out there. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree with that 100%. But – he wasn't positive, um, but I'm so. almost like I'm almost like if it's, how many tests did they did they do? Because if it's if the first one was inconclusive, and then the second one is positive, you got to do another one at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's you know it's like you're doing rock paper scissors. You win one, I win one. We got to do another one. You yep. don't just win because you got you won the second. You got to have the those rubber. are Duncan rules now. You, you can rubber. win. You, you can beat Duncan 50 times in a row in rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> he wins that last one. He's the winner. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the Ravens really ran the ball well last week. Uh, Lamar Jackson, it looks like the Lamar Jackson that a lot of people expected. 
uh, prior to last year. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if last year was the outlier and that they just caught lightning in a bottle and caught everybody off guard. And I'm wondering if this is the Lamar Jackson we're going to get for the rest of his career. Um, they, they've surrounded him with some pretty good uh, wide receivers on the outside. I really like Miles Boykin. I feel like if Miles Boykin had a traditional quarterback that was better at reading the field, you put Miles My- Boykin on, say, I don't know, um, the Chargers. Is he like one of the – you know, top 20 receivers in the league. And is he somebody that you're looking at? Yeah, I really like him. Um, That being said, I, I still have a little bit of faith in Baltimore. I think they have the better roster than Cleveland, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I think they're going to get Mark Andrews back this week. And I, I I like them to win this divisional game. Uh, So I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the Ravens, but I'm uh I'm I'm kind of not sure what to make of of Lamar Jackson and I'm I'm like I well, said I'm wondering if this is this is more closer to what we see. Obviously, I didn't think he was going to repeat last year, um, this year or any other year, uh, to to for that matter. But uh, I'm wondering if this is closer to what we see than than last year was. Um, I, yeah, I I think this is what you're going to get out of out of Lamar. Um, I think people have have I guess like they said the tape is out. Mm-hmm. And I think they figure out, you know, what he's going to do. Um, he's not a he's not a traditional guy where he's going to drop back and pick you apart and and throw the ball 35, 40 times and have a lot of success. His success is going to come when he can run the ball first and then pass. And you saw that he got a couple of they got they were running the ball and. Dallas was just horrible against the run. And then he, he got, you know, he, he hit some passes. And I think that's what's going to – that's those are the games he's going to have to have. But I think Cleveland is going to be all over him. Uh, I like Cleveland in this game. Baltimore's defense hasn't looked as as good as it did in the beginning of the season. No, I, know they, I know Calais Campbell was banged up and – uh, but even the secondary, secondary, you know, they, I, you know what I think also, uh, Humphrey and Peters are like super aggressive. And I feel like last year they weren't, I, I could be wrong, but it didn't seem like they were getting called for the, the PIs as much. And I feel like they're getting nailed for them this year. Yeah. Uh, from I, I haven't seen that many Baltimore games, but this year. But from what I see, I keep seeing. I, I feel like I see them get called for some even the ticky tack stuff uh, because you know they know that they're they're really aggressive guys. I don't know if coaches are getting in refs' ears and saying, "Hey, he's he's going to grab him when we do this," and then they throw the flag. So, but I, I got Cleveland. I, I think uh, Cleveland's going to be able to. to to run the ball with Chubb and and Hunt. And I think Baker doesn't make enough mistakes for Baltimore to win. I think Lamar Jackson might make the mistakes this week. That could be. Um, you know, I'm just banking on, you know, Brandon Williams is back and healthy. Uh, Campbell's healthy now. They're getting Mark Andrews back. He's been cleared to play on Monday. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm banking on us, us seeing uh, Baltimore being – it's starting to get healthy and get right. And, uh, you know, just not losing to a division rival. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, 
think Baker's going to uh, – I'm, I'm going to say Baker's going to throw a pick six here. Former Heisman Trophy winning quarterback will win this game. Yeah, 100%. Bold prediction, Kyle. All right, so before we wrap it up, let's, let's just spend a few minutes. Uh, did you see the Paul George extension? Yeah, baby. 47 and a half million a year. What do you do with that? Four, four years, 190 million uh, added uh, to, to the end of his contract. Um, hmm. Well, um, they certainly better get uh, elite Paul George uh, for that kind of money, for sure. Otherwise, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah, because they didn't get it um, last year. And I know he had uh, – kind of like a mental breakdown in the, in the bubble mm-hmm. uh, last year. And he, he was, he was dealing with some stuff that they said, but he didn't have that. I, you know, I almost wonder with a guy like Paul George, who is maybe a little bit too good to be the sidekick but not good enough to lead you to a championship. You know know, what I mean? I don't know that you can pay him this kind of money, but he, he is effectively a sidekick on this team. Well, yeah, he's, he's definitely the number two guy, but Mm -hmm. I just don't know if he, I don't know if he knows like how to deal in that role. Like, like, Hey, the, the big shots are going to go to Kawhi. They're not going to me. And, Mentally, that might do something. I'm wondering if that kind of does something to him where it takes him out of his game a little bit. Like, you know, it, it's, it even has to be hard for a guy like Anthony Davis who has to, you know, he, he's got to play second fiddle to, to LeBron for now. But he's got to figure out how to – and that's what I mean. Paul George has to figure out how to – how to do that, how to just play big when they need him to play big. And, you know, his defense didn't look great last year. Like, Doncic was was eating him alive last year. Yeah. In the park. So, um, but it's it's one of those things, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to let him walk? No. You know, you got him over there. You, you did all the work to get him over there. You got you to gotta ride it out. So, I wasn't surprised that he's there. And he's getting extended in LA. Yep. Yeah, me neither. Um, and we're we're twelve days away, so it's almost here. I'm <laughs> eagerly awaiting basketball season. I, I had a, a really good conversation with a customer today. Uh, she uh, she's got a ton of basketball roots. She's uh, currently. Oh crap! I forgot. We talked about so many of the positions that she's held. Um, I forget what she is now, but she's former athletic director of uh, I think like Pennington Prep and. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband played professionally overseas and her father, I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so she's a huge basketball fan. And we were, we were talking about the, the NBA and we were talking about football and stuff while all her stuff was transferring. And I said, I said, yeah, there's one thing about basketball season for the past, uh, I don't know, decade or so. Uh, it never lets me down. I go into football season every year uh, with a team that is relatively competitive and, and, I have high hopes for, uh, and I'm more often than not disappointed, uh, but basketball, I know exactly what I'm getting with my Pistons. Uh, so there is uh, very little hope of doing, uh, anything, making the postseason would be a huge win. And, uh, I just want to see the team grow and, uh, I'll be able to watch these games, uh, for three or four or five moments and be like, yeah, that was cool. 
<laughs> and not have to worry about whether or not they're winning or not. So I'm ready for basketball season. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I want to see what Donovan's going to do with these Bulls. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, Levine's going to have a big year. Uh, they need Mark Kanan to, to, to step up and, and really get into kind of like a superstar role. But Kobe White, I think, is going to – Kobe White and Wendell Carter, I think, have to be – they have to kind of step in. Like, they have to take a big leap. Yeah. Um, second half of the season – well, the beginning of the second half of the season. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kobe White was really – he was starting to cook. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm also looking forward to seeing who loses the James Harden sweepstakes. Yeah, I think it might be James which, Harden. <laughs> which he, he which might be the loser? Which which team is he going to ruin? Um, no, I, I I heard he added. Uh, I think Miami and someone else to his list. Uh, the Sixers, I think, right? Wasn't it the Sixers? Well, it was. It was. It was Brooklyn and and Philly first, right? Yeah. No. Uh... It was fuck. I can't remember. It was Brooklyn and somebody. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, it was Brooklyn and, and Philly. And, was it? Okay. And now he he's added the Bucks and Heat to his trade list. <laughs> How so do he, you? He ain't going to the Bucks unless they're they're giving up uh, Giannis. They're not going to give up Giannis, no. but they might give up Middleton. Yeah. They could give up. They would give up Middleton and and some other. I don't know if their salaries are going to match up. I don't know. I mean, I like I like a lot of what Houston did. Um, you know, I was really sad to lose uh, Christian Wood. I think he's a up and coming young player. I like uh, I like their new look lineup. Um, I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what happens. See what they what they're going to get in return I mean, from Houston. The problem with Harden is, I mean, he's a he's a ball dominant guy. Yes. He's not really your point guard. No. So, I know he gets a ton of assists. And people will say, oh, he gets all these assists. But that doesn't make you a point guard. No. Um, he's a shoot-first guy. And I, I, I don't see him working. And, and Giannis is the same. Giannis is a, a ball-dominant guy. Uh, the only team I could really see him working on in, in any of those four teams is Miami. Yeah, I could because Miami does the, not have a they but, don't have a guy. That's Butler like will find guy. his, and he's he's okay not uh, not Butler, touching the ball. Butler doesn't care if he gets twenty five shots or six shots. He yeah. doesn't care, and they don't have anybody on the team that that really has that mentality that they need a bunch of shots. But but at the I same time, if you're Miami, you you overachieve last year. You found out that you have some really good young players. Um, you overpaid uh, Adebayo in the offseason recently. I, do you do you uh, do you make that move for Harden? I don't think I don't think it puts you over the top. Another pick for Cam. Oh no! Wow, that was a weird ass play. It ended up being a completion. <laughs> this, this is a weird game. Seventeen uh, three Rams with uh, seven seconds left in the first half. That should have been a pick. Um, yeah, I mean, look, that that could work in Houston, in uh, in Miami. I just don't think you. I don't think they should do it. No, no. Um, I think he's, for the most part, I think he's stuck in Houston. I don't. 
I mean, I see teams, you know, wanting James. James Harden is a, is a heck of a talent. I just don't – I think with the way he's performed in the playoffs, teams, teams that are, you know, on the cusp or, or are already have a really good roster, like the Heat, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Nets, I don't see them shaking everything up. And you're going to have to give up some young players and some depth on your team to get Harden. And I don't, I just don't, I don't see it being beneficial. It looks great, you know, if you're making like your video game roster and you want to put all sure. the, the all of the the highest rated players on your team. But yeah, and there's also the issues not, with the salaries coming remotely close to make sure that you can fit everything yeah, under. That's that's not how it works, and that, that's why I always say like. When you look at like those those big time Bulls teams from the nineties, mm-hmm. I feel like those teams beat any of these, you know, big triple threat, you know, any of these teams where these guys uh, team up and and make the super teams, just because of you know the depth and the way and everybody plays their role and everybody knows their role. Yeah, that's that's what you need. You don't need five guys that score 30 points you don't yeah shit you never heard of when when we were kids uh well we'll see what team he goes to because uh you know you got to make the salaries work in a trade <laughs> yeah and he does not want to be in houston <laughs> yeah yeah for sure all right all right that'll do it let's wrap it up america we will see you next week next week we're getting close to christmas yeah maybe Staying we'll do our, maybe we'll do our so, christmas special next week See what, Ooh, what Santa, special Christmas. See what Santa's going to bring some of these teams. Oh, <laughs> I know he's bringing me. I hope he. I hope he brings me some thumbs because I've had nothing but agita. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <sighs> All right, say it, Mikey. Stay classy, universe. Boom.